the housing market is really something to behold, especially if we're in Texas and in North Texas in particular, but it seems to be slowing down. We've been looking at some national data pending home sales just out. We're down 5.2%. They were supposed to be up 1% year over year. They're down 23%. Probably has something to do with higher interest rates. Probably has something to do with the fact that there's not much for sale out there. One man who can answer all those questions is Nick Bailey, who's president and CEO of REMAX. They operate all over the world and have got, what do you have, 100,000 agents or something out there? Uh, a little more than 140,000. Good night. So tell me about the marketplace right now. Is it? Are you? Do you see the slowdown? Well, here's what we see. Uh, the trend right now, we're coming into the spring market, and there are some bright spots. When you look overall, home sales are actually up just over 30% February to March. That's a big number. So that's a big bright spot. But to your point, there are some other things that are happening that we have to talk about, which is inventory. We're still at record low levels. And partly what's driving that is the fact that many uh, traditional move up buyers that we would see come into the spring market maybe refinanced in the last year or two, and they're in love with that new rate, and they're not quite ready maybe to make a move yet. And so we think that that's affecting some of the lower inventory levels. But looking at even Dallas specifically, it's up to about two and a half months of inventory. So it's that's not it's very much. It, it, it's not. It, it's still it's still pretty low, but it is more than it was a year ago. And that's combined with days on market have almost doubled uh, within Dallas. It's nearly two months. That's welcome for buyers. They're not racing in 10 minutes to have to see something. And, but there is also another uh, bright light for buyers that's happening right now, which is houses are selling for around 1% less than asking price. And this is vastly different than a year ago when houses were selling uh, well more than asking price because buyers were bidding against each other. And so this is uh, allowing buyers to take a little bit of a deep breath and, and give themselves some choice and some time, and that's welcomed. The marketplace is is changing. Maybe it's ever changing, but but I've never seen this phenomenon before of of rental homes. Uh, Invitation Homes is one of the larger ones. It's based here. They buy houses and then they turn around and and rent them out. And so presumably those are not buyers. Then we had the CEO of Dr. Horton on the other day. They're getting in that business. They build single family homes, but now they're building them specifically for rental. Is that is that a new market? Is it taking away from that, that home buyer market? Well, let's start with the, the overall landscape. We're around four and a half, five million homes that were short. And what's interesting about what's happening now, it's not as if home sales are going down and rents are up. There's still pressure on both. There is a need for both just because there's a need for housing. We're seeing markets that um, are changing zoning. So it allow for more building of uh, multifamily. But when you talk about builders, they typically build around 3% of their inventory that they use for rentals. Right now, builders are, are building around 12% of their inventory for rentals. So it is 4X. That's certainly part of the market conditions that have driv- been driven by higher interest rates and affecting affordability, uh, which means some people uh, are maybe having to rent just a little bit longer to save a little more or get that promotion in order to be a buyer. So those those things are affecting 
uh, what's driving some of the market. We've seen interest rates come back down a little bit. I mean, it's elastic from week to week. We see volatility. But overall, they've been coming on back down a little bit. Plus, it seems like maybe more people are going to 15-year or, or adjustable to make it affordable. How how elastic is that market? And how, how subject to interest rates is it? Uh, you're right on the money. And it's something that I've been talking about. You know, the only thing that's been um, in the conversation or at the center of it is the 30-year fixed rate. And when you look at the 10-year average of interest rates, that was well above 7, 7.5%. We're still well below that. But because we came off of the historic lows, it just seems like a big difference. Uh, you know, a 6% uh, rate is, in the big scheme of things, still a pretty decent interest rate. Uh, but here's what buyers need to know. They might say, Nick, that sounds great, but it's still affecting my ability to qualify for a loan. The best thing the buyers should be doing is working with their lender to find out, is an adjustable rate mortgage right for them that comes with the lower rate? Are you a first-time home buyer and can take advantage of a lower down payment, lower rate, or maybe buy the interest rate down? Um, we like to say that when people's mindset is around mortgage rates right now, like it is, you marry the house and you date the rate. <laughs> you may not love the rate that you're getting into, but you might be able to refinance down the road. Um, but certainly consider some of the other products that are out there. And here's a stat that people get nervous about adjustable rate mortgages, and I don't. And here's why. The average homeowner in the U.S. lives in their home eight years, and the median is 123 there are a lot of people that don't need a 30-year fixed. Um, and the caps that they've put in place on some of the adjustable rates so they don't just go out of control, uh, I think are very good reasons for why buyers should be looking at these other options to finance. We were mentioning that, that REMAX operates all over the U.S., all over the world. But in, in the U.S., I was looking at these pending home sales that came out the other day, and I noticed the South was still up a little bit, up a couple of percent, but there was some weakness in the Northeast, Weakness in the West, Midwest, maybe somewhere in between. Is that is that are these the where's the strength that you're seeing in, in the housing market? Is it still in the Sun Belt? Uh, we are seeing the Southeast and some of the South continue to be strong and has some of the highest price appreciation uh, or continuation of that price appreciation in low single digits. Uh, even Dallas is up year over year on median sales price by half a percent. That's driven by low inventory. But what you mentioned with the West and the Northeast, those are the most expensive markets in the country. And so when you look at, I get asked about California all the time. Well, California, when you look at Southern California and San Francisco, they're some of the most expensive markets to live in. Uh, they're some of the highest tax rates. They're some of the highest regulation. And people have flexibility on who they work for, where they live, and with remote work. And I don't think that's gonna change. And so I think what you're seeing is the most expensive markets are those with the most pressure on pricing and those that people are backing off the most. And so it's the areas, the South and the Southeast, they're the most affordable, they've got lower taxes, and they've got a lot of sunshine that people like too. Well, and they're beating a path to your back door too in Denver. That seems to be a great area of in-migration along with ours. It is. We have continued. Uh, most of the, the, the national market transactions have dropped by around 20% year over year. We've only dropped by just over 4% here in, in Denver. So, But you know what? Since I moved here in 1981, we've had double-digit population growth ever since, regardless of the economy. So it is certainly a popular place to live. Yeah, us too. And I, I think we're blessed. One last thing. Let me ask you. It seems to be 
that going back over the last 20 or 30 years, that people's people's expectations have changed. For example, in this area, I, nobody was going to buy a condominium. They didn't want to live in a high-rise. They wanted a backyard, and they wanted all this stuff, and they wanted to move out. They wanted to have a charcoal grill in the back. And now we're building condominiums like crazy. Now, of course, the nice thing is that Remax sells condominiums, too. But how, how important is that market? What is the growth factor there? Well, we've seen we've seen builders that have uh, they've pivoted and they've changed because of the demand for housing. And that's why some of these cities and counties have rezoned areas to increase multifamily units. And it's all driven by the shortage of homes. And uh, that will continue to be the case. But I personally think that there are a couple other things driving it. You mentioned compared to 30 years ago. Well, if you go back 30 and 40 years, the average age at which people got married for the first time is 10 years longer than it was 30, 40 years ago. Um, You know, it used to be 21. Now it's over 30. It also used to be the first child that you had. People are now eight years older on average before they have their first child. So you have more people that are um, can handle a high rise or don't need five bedrooms for a big family. Uh, and so I think you've got more single people and more people that are waiting for household formation to start a little later in life. And that's driving a lot of the multi, multi-unit condo type of market. Yeah, good points. Very good points. So last, uh, historically, this is your season. It's It's spring. People are start looking for the new house so they can be settled in and be moved in by the time school starts in September. That cycle still play out? It does. And that's why I believe that we saw home sales um, jump up 30%, over 30% from February to March. But the reality is when we look at 2023, uh, I have a very sophisticated business term for this year, lumpy. I see the market is a little lumpy. We're going to see interest rates kind of go up. We're going to see them fall. We're going to see months of activity go up as a result, maybe months of activity uh, that remain kind of flat. But so I think overall what we're experiencing is still some bright spots to a spring market, but we haven't completed the rebalance of whether we're a seller or a buyer's market, and that will continue to uh, progress throughout most of 23. Nick Bailey is president and CEO of REMAX and oversees 140,000 agents. That is like herding cats. Good luck. Congratulations. Tell me about it. <laughs> Over 110 countries. But I'll tell you what, it's uh, it's certainly an honor to uh, be involved with one of the most diverse companies on the planet since we span 110 countries. Um, and it's all about the professionalism of the agent, which is what we stand for. We appreciate the time today for more of our conversation with Mr. Bailey. Go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.